With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is a Rocker Room production. What's shaking, Red Nation? It's your boy, Jeremy Brenner, and we are here tonight to recap Rockets Wolves, the Tank Bowl, the Relegation Bowl, the Battle of the Worst, the Worst of the Worst, the the War of the Worst. That's a good one. The War of the Worst. And tonight, the Rockets lost this battle to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 114-107, the final and the Rockets are now 15 and 47. Three and a half games separate them from the second worst team in the league, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves that popped up on the schedule tonight. So, yeah, tough night for the Rockets um, as they lose. Uh, I will bring people up to give them a chance to speak in just a minute, but it's great to see an audience here this late in the evening or in the early morning. If you're listening to this from the United Kingdom, as I know some of us are. Um, so I'm going to give uh, people an opportunity to speak. I know uh, Nima wanted to speak, but he looks like he's left. Michael Brown might be coming to join me uh, to listen in. There he is. Uh, Mike, if you want to come up and join me here. It's been a while since we've been together, you and I. Um, so this will be this will be fun. So, Mike, uh, first thoughts on tonight's game? We're awful. Well, um, tell me something I didn't know, Mike. Yeah. 
I missed you, bud. Uh, I, I knew that, too. Um, tell me something I don't know. Uh, let me see. Um, I mean, it's hard, man. I, it's like, you know what you know what the feeling I got tonight? And it's a feeling that I have not had in eight years of being a Rockets fan. You've only been a Rockets fan for eight years? No, sorry. Over the past oh. eight years as a Rockets fan. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been a fan, I've been a fan much it's longer late. than that. It's late, Mike. It may not be 4.30 a.m. where Jake Fountain is listening yeah. to this, but it is still very late. It's almost uh, Wednesday morning where I am, so forgive me. It's, it's um, I had the feeling of I honestly cannot wait for a Rockets season to be over. And there's no anger. Like, it's not – I'm not upset with this team. It's numb. You're numb at this point, Mike. Yeah. It's, you know, when, when you and I do these shows, right, you can only talk so much about a bad basketball team. You can only talk so many times about, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. does not get back in transition defense. He'll shoot a jumper. He won't get back. The Rockets give up easy buckets. You can only talk so many times about, the fact that tonight there was a team that wanted to win and there was a team that did not want to win. The Rockets did not want to win this game for one reason or another. And I'm just sitting there watching the game on my couch, and it's the first time, I think, in, in eight or nine years where I just think to myself, I'm like, the fan base doesn't deserve what the Rockets are putting on the court. The players don't want to be there. Like, they're shutting John Wall down for the year, which I totally understand, but it's like, the question creeps in. Well, he is mind. injured. He is injured, Mike. Yeah. Well, yes, he, he is injured, and I totally understand there's nothing to play for. But it's like you're shutting him down. Um, you know, Christian Wood is taking off games. Guys are taking off games. Why should we care? Well, he was injured, Mike. Well, they also this is minute management, though. To a certain degree. This is maybe the, the Rockets do not want to win games. We all it know this. It probably wasn't a good idea for uh him to play on a back to back in Denver and he, and they didn't. They they wanted to manage his health. Um, you know, tonight I think look, Kevin Border, I think, can be pointed to a lot of the mistakes the team had tonight. Um seventeen turnovers for the team altogether, that definitely is too much. Uh, especially five from Kevin Porter. And you could tell that there's some, there's still some rust. You know, he was in quarantine for the better part of a week. So I think that definitely contributed to it. And if we had, like, KPJ in a rhythm, I think that tonight's game ends a bit differently. They only lost by seven. And even then, the game was not... The, like, this game was a lot closer than a seven-point game, in my opinion. You know, the Rockets had a lead for a good part of the fourth quarter. I think the reason why the Rockets lost this game is because the Wolves simply had a better fourth quarter. And, you know, they've been in a rhythm lately. They've won three straight. I uh, get this. This is the first time the Timberwolves have won three straight games since the first three games of last season. They've gone basically two full seasons without winning three in a row. So they're playing some of their best basketball of the season right now. So, Props to them. Uh, congrats on the win tonight for the Timberwolves. Y'all can go and ruin your chances at getting a pick, um, and we'll stick with. Uh, we'll stay in the bottom for you guys because we know that you know you guys have been at the bottom for way too long. So we don't mind taking a turn. Um, but yeah, you know tonight, Kevin Porter. It would have been nice for him to have a better night. Um, 
Christian Wood, I thought, played well. There were some things that, you know, need him to clean up, but that's something that we've come to come to know about Christian Wood. 18 rebounds, though, for Christian Wood might be a season high. That was that was a pretty good – I'm sure you're happy about that, Mike. Yeah, no, I, I thought he played really well tonight. Um, not even close to a, a second. Jay Sean Tate is my favorite player on this team. Like yes. he he embodies everything that you want in a player. We the should guys, name, we should name our podcast the Dream Tape. <laughs> the Dream petition, Tape petition to rename the Dream to the Dream Tape to the Dream Tape or uh, Jay Sean my take. Could that could that be the new name of the of the podcast? <laughs> it might be. It might be. We might need to we might need to start it as like a special segment we have every week. Um, I don't know if we can fully rename it, but. Look, man, it's all right. Let's let's ball. do it right now. Impromptu segment time. Welcome to Jay Sean My Tate. Uh, I just combined the two names. Jay Sean My Tate. Uh, it's your host Jeremy Brenner, and today we're going to rave about Jay Sean Tate for uh, a couple of minutes. So, uh, what's your favorite Jay Sean Tate thing of today, Mike? Uh, his incredible ability to finish at the rim. I mean, this is a guy that I want to know what his field goal percentages win in the paint, it's got to be in the high 60s. I, I can't mm-hmm. think of very many times that dude misses at the rim. He was uh, incredibly efficient tonight, 9 and 12 from the field. So that's yeah. 75%, um, but not necessarily. Because the thing about Jay Sean Tate is he really – he was a perfect fit for the Rockets. He, for like, like, imagine if he was in the Rockets bubble team. Like, how much better the Rockets would have been. I think they would have been – like. He, like the way that I th- that I saw it before is I think when they brought him in, they were kind of looking at him to be kind of like a guy to come off the bench for PJ Tucker because he filled a lot of uh, PJ Tucker uh, like he filled in a lot of the the blanks that PJ Tucker did um, and he and he checked off a lot of boxes, the same boxes that he has. but you know as the season has you know turned into what it has become, Jay Sean Tate has turned into more than that. And he's been arguably the second best player on this team all season long. Like, it, it, he's really close to that. Like, I think him, like, he's had a more consistent year than than anyone on the team. He's He's been an Iron Man. He's played, I want to say he's played in every game for the Rockets this year. Or, you know, if he hasn't, he's missed only, like, one or two. Um, and I want to correct something that I said from before. Christian Wood, his... Season high in rebounds is 19, and he had that in his last game on Friday against the Clippers. So that's two straight games of 18-plus rebounds for Christian Wood. Definitely a good sign uh, for things to come for him. But, uh, yeah, so, look, I'll say this. Yes, it's it's gloomy. Yes, it sucks. I hate watching this team lose as much as they have. They're now 15-47 and 47 on the season. But... Ugh. Knowing that the Rockets have Christian Wood and Jay Sean Tate does make it a little less of a it, it could the blow a little bit. Just a little bit though. Not, yeah. not too much. I think it I think it also um for I, I think the ceiling for Jay Sean Tate is much higher than what PJ Tucker was in his height in the league. Uh I mean I think the I'm not going to say Jayshon Tate can be an all-star because I don't think that's the level he can get to, but I think he can be 
a premier role player in this league for a very long time because he does so many different things well. And I think Christian Wood, I'm with you. I, I think I think the other thing I thought about tonight watching the game was how important this offseason is for the development of this team because so many guys have so many different things to work on. Christian Wood has to get in the weight room, has to get stronger. Kevin Porter Jr., I think he's got to grow up a little bit this offseason. Yeah. That, you know, the offseason is huge for the Rockets. And honestly, yeah. I want to kind of go back to something you said earlier about how you don't really care about the Rockets season anymore. The Rockets season begins when the season ends. That yeah. The real the real Rockets season begins when the season ends because the, the draft is going to be super important. The, yeah. um, you know, the development of Kevin Porter is going to be super important. The everyone, you know, moving up is going to be uh, extremely important. I want you to uh, if you're listening in the audience, thank you so much for staying with us on this uh, late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning. And we're going to bring up the number one fan of the Dream Take podcast, Mr. Jake Mountford, who's coming to us from the UK. It's 443 in the morning, but Jake is here celebrating his Wednesday morning with us. So be sure to double tap his profile, Mike's profile, my profile to give us some gems. And welcome, Jake, to the Dream Take. Jake, maybe we should name it the Dream Jake now. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Dream Jake, Jake. Thank you, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, man, we're here. I'm, I'm disappointed that the Rockets Yeah. Are. But yeah. happy that you're here and we're talking. Yeah, I'm glad I'm back. I've missed a few lives, but you know, I'm back now, so Well, welcome back. Any any Jay Sean Tate pleasantries, any Michael Brown pleasantries you'd like to share with us? Anything uh, that's you know, off your chest that you just need to you need to tell somebody, we're here. Well, I got too many for Michael, so I'll 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 save that for another day. <laughs> My man um, <laughs> See see Jake. That that is there is only one correct answer and that was right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. Um no, I was gonna read a bit more about Tate. Um I just you know, I was looking at the box score and you know, he has the most minutes in the team and I think at the end of it he looked like the one with the most energy. He um you know, he, he got that sixth foul on Towns and he just the whole time he plays he puts energy into it, you know, on the bench he looks so active, like you know, cheering the, the team on, or if they, you know, have a defensive mistake, which was a lot at the end of the game, he's on it. He's the first person to let them know, and I, you know, that's he's just so active in the in the, in the team, and that's just so important for the young guys. Jay Sean Tate has one speed. He he's either one hundred or he's zero, and mm. you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's in a rhythm. He he is playing every night. He is playing high minutes every night, and. Like, for instance, the the game on Saturday that um, was, like, the, the I don't even want to, like, the Rockets C team against against the Nuggets. Um, you look at that at that game, DJ Wilson, Armani Brooks, Daquan Jeffries, Anthony Lamb, Jay Sean Tate. Who else is there? Kelly Olenek, and I'm forgetting one, Daniel House, I think. Did Daniel House play on Saturday, Mike? Uh, he did not. So it was who was that seventh guy? It was uh, Lamb, KJ Martin, KJ Martin. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So of those guys, like Jay Sean Tate was really the only guy, you know, to play like heavy minutes tonight from that group. So like he he's he's key to this team at least now and hopefully in the future because he is that high energy guy. He does kind of you know 
it's he he is the mo he's the motor he's the motor of the team, and the Rockets are not as good when he's not on the floor. Um, I think I think the biggest question with him is how how high is the ceiling? You know, like right now on a bad team, on the worst team in the league, he's a guy that'll go get you seven. What he's doing now, right? Seventeen to twenty points. When the team gets a guy, let's say like a Cade Cunningham, how does it affect his game? With it, Christian, honestly, I think it will help them. But go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, 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 no problem. But like my, I guess my biggest question is when you add a guy like Cunningham, when you add another off season of development for a guy like Christian Wood, can Jay Sean Tate still be as impactful on the game where his his numbers will dip a little bit? You know, I think his rebounding numbers could get better. I think he could become like a eight to ten rebound kind of guy a night, but his points are probably going to dip closer to ten to twelve. Does he still impact the game as much then as he does now? And if so, I think this Rockets team is going to be moving in the right direction. But they have so much work to do on this roster that having Jay Tate is a blessing right now is the best way I can put it looking at his game. Yeah, you know, I'll say this. Jayshon, like, getting a guy like Cade or, or just a, a general bar, ball handler next to Jayshon Tate, I think will benefit his game because he won't need the ball in his hands as much, and therefore he can bring more energy defensively because his, his strengths are on the defensive end. Um, he does kind of make some of those rookie mistakes that we see um, from him, but they're limited. And I think... If you put a more offensive-minded player on the court, it will force Jason Tate to put more emphasis on the defensive part of his game, which is his strength to begin with. And if he's able to become an all-NBA defender, like that's that's what the Rockets need him to be. That's what they're expecting him to be. He was seen as like a PJ Tucker-like guy, um, you know, when he came in, and, and you know, PJ was all defense, and that's I think what. The Rockets see in Jay Sean Tate. I don't think they see him as this guy. Like, he's averaging 11 points a game this season. I think they see him as more of, like, an eight points a game kind of guy. And he has been, obviously, when John Wall's not in the game, he is expected to take on more of the burden offensively. But overall, like, I think the vision for Jay Sean Tate is for him to really sharpen that defensive game and for him to become an all-pro defender in the league. But, uh, Jake, uh, any last words? I, I got some other people that requested to come up, but uh, any last words for, for us? Any pleasantries that maybe a sneak preview of the long list of pleasantries you have for Michael Brown? <laughs> um, oh, I'd have to think of a list and, uh, you know, tw- maybe tweet Michael Brown that. Uh, put, yeah. Put me on the spot a little, but, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll think of that. No, I was just going to say, you know, um, I just hope, you know, the next Rockets game we get get a better performance. Uh, you know, I, I do stay up late, but I do enjoy watching the young guys. And so, you know, and especially talk to you guys about after as well. It's always great to be on this. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. Appreciate it. Jake. Thank you. I really don't know how I Jake can't. does it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, man. I don't know how he wait. He stays up till 4.30 in the morning to watch this crappy, crappy team play basketball. But... Hey, that they, they don't make them like Jake. They I'm gonna tell you this. Like I'm gonna tell you this, Jeremy. I think before the end of the year, we got to get Jake a shout out from the Rockets. 
Yeah, bro. Like, we need to just have an episode of just we call it the Dream Gate. But um, I'm gonna bring up Aaron now. Aaron, Aaron's next, and then we'll bring up Jay shortly. But Aaron, uh, welcome to the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? What's we're, up, man? We're I'm doing honestly terrible, considering that the Rockets are as terrible as they are. But I'm happy to be talking to you. So, anything you got for us? Oh uh, yeah, I just wanted to add on to the Jay Sean Tate discussion. Go ahead. Yes, sir. We love right. So his usage. His usage percentage is just 15.7 compared to a league average of 20, obviously. So that means he does all of what he does. Like, what's that? Uh, that's his 11 points per game on really nice efficiency. He does that all on, you know, without with, while barely having the ball in his hands. So as you guys were mentioning, like him thriving potentially with a Cade Cunningham on the team, I think that only increases considering he's doing all he can, and that's without the ball. That's with the ball going in the hands of John Wall, Kevin Porter, Christian Wood, and all that. Yeah, one thing that first of all, that's a great point. Second of all, he thrives on cutting to the basket, cutting across the lane, and it, it points to the usage, you know, number that he doesn't need to go off the ball to create his own shot. He can go get his own shot in the lane. Um, his strength, Jeremy, is something that astounds me. Like that is a bulky dude, but the way he moves on the court is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he's the he's one of the only guys on this team that I would not say needs to live in the weight room this offseason. Yeah. Like, I don't think his his strength is a problem. I think his biggest step forward needs to be at the three-point line. He's yeah. got to become more comfortable at the three-point line, um, and it's going to take him some time. It took Draymond Green. I feel like that's the one guy in the league that I keep coming back to when I compare Jay Shantae. He just has Draymond Green written all over him. And I think you were the first one in on that that I can remember. I, I personally don't recall it, but I, I have mentioned Draymond Green as a comp for him. But Aaron, I want to ask you that, like, I know it says you're a Nets fan, though, on here, but um, I just wasn't sure if you knew. Do you know how tall Jayshon Tate is? Do you want to guess? Yeah, he's no, he's six foot four, two, 230 pounds. Yeah, he's six. But do, what does he play like? Oh, I mean, he plays small forward and power forward, but he plays he plays much bigger than he is. He plays like he's six like, eight, six nine, and yeah. you know, I think the way the NBA has gone in the last several years has kind of been like you know, it's really favored the guys that know how to play with the basketball in their hands. But at the same time, with ten guys in the court, only one guy can have the ball in his hands. That means ninety percent of the time you don't have the ball in your hands. If and that's if you know the ball is distributed evenly amongst every player and you know it's never like that so in this in this game it, it honestly like if I were to train somebody and to try to make them into an NBA player I would focus j- more on playing without the ball in your hands versus playing the ball with in your hands because and that's what Jay Sean Tate does so well he plays so well off ball and that's why he's been able to stay in the lineup as long as he has, and he's been able to ascend his way up the ranks of the Rockets. Now, granted, the Rockets have been bad, and that's why you know he doesn't have that much competition, um, but he is a guy that does thrive when the ball is not in his hands, and, the Ro- and every team needs a guy like that. And that's why I think when the Rockets are eventually good again, Jay Sean Tate will be on that team, and I'm so excited to see it because – it will only make these days that we have seen a lot, like, it will only mean a lot more in the end. Um, yep. 
But yeah, Absolutely. uh Aaron, do you have any any last things to say? I got other people wanting to come up. So uh if you got anything for me, uh feel free to throw it out now. Yeah, I just got I do got one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I just pulled up uh his game logs. Yeah, so he's uh twenty nine percent uh from three on the year. But in his last uh what is that, twenty seven games he's just 27% from three, so he's actually been, uh, I guess, declining. If you look at the splits, I haven't, I don't have anything uh, more advanced than just that, but I guess that is the one concern I see for him. Is his three-point shot doesn't look like it's ever going to really get better. I mean, it is his first year, but he's still 61 games in, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you can also attribute part of that, number one, to him being a rookie. I think there's always going to be a learning curve, especially number one, with how far that shot is. He's not used to shooting it from that far away. Number one, number two, condensed season, uh, not a lot of practice time, not a lot of rest time. I, I firmly believe he can improve that number. And if he can get into the mid thirties, that will drastically improve his game, which I think is totally on the table uh, for him in the next year or two. Yeah. If I could change one thing about Jay Sean Tate, it would be his three point shot. I would, I would want yeah. that to be a little bit more consistent. And you know, Considering considering the circumstances of the Rockets right now, I'm sure that that will be a a big part of his development in the offseason. But Aaron, I appreciate you coming on stage and talking Rockets with us, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. We'll hope to see you soon. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, Jay, uh, I'm going to bring you up now. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jay Davis is coming in from Los Angeles, right, Jay? I am in Los Angeles. That's correct. Yeah. Welcome. It's a bit earlier where you are, not as late as it is here on the East Coast or in in Houston. But uh, how you doing, my friend? I am about the same. I I, I read the room. I know how we're all doing right now. Um, (laughs) Just two quick things. One, Jeremy, Michael, man. Yeah, they. I think that old saying is, you know, the bearer of bad news and and all the, you know, what they get. You guys sit with us and you conduct us through some of the, some of the worst mess I've seen in like thirty plus years as a Rockets fan. So I just commend you guys. Thank you so much for setting up this support group for us because that's not what it, it, it's not an after game uh, show. It's a support group. So. We appreciate it, man. Uh, definitely. And uh, definitely shout out to Jake. I mean, I'm here at nine o'clock feeling melancholy about this game. I can't imagine being up at four in the morning stressing out over this craziness. So uh, shout out to Jake uh, for, you know, most definitely. Um, the the one thing that I wanted to say, and I got to be pretty brief because I'm putting my girls to bed. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to say is. It occurs to me, and and Michael, uh, you, this comment actually comes from uh, listening to you on the podcast a few weeks ago when we had the debacle uh, against Minnesota where we just totally collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, that, sh- <laughs> that show, you became my spirit animal, man. So I, I stay like the Hulk. I stay angry. And uh, I'd, I'd like to be numb. But here's what I think about that makes me angry for the future. I see the 2026 season where uh, Wood has re-signed and re-upped for additional money. We got him locked in for a few more years. And then he gets around to, you know, I don't know if this team is where I want to be. I'd like to demand a trade. He pulls the card like so many other superstars. And I think back to tonight where, my man, you're the face of the franchise. You gave us six points in the fourth quarter. You had a crucial turnover in a two-possession game, and you missed a free throw. This is all in the fourth quarter. It's all crunch time stuff. So when we hear you at the podium, 
uh, you know, like a James Edward Harden saying, I did all I could. I gave these are the moments I think back to like, man, if you would have given in the fourth quarter at these moments, you wouldn't be in a position where you're saying this team can't compete. I just don't want to see a repeat of this, you know, with us four or five seasons from now saying, man, I, I wish the Rockets could have held on to this guy. I don't know what can be done, man, to get these superstars to a place where they're really focused and locked in when it really counts the most. But I, I need to see that from Christian Wood before I can just pass over the reins of the franchise to him. Not a bad player at all. I just need to see more. And, and yeah, I don't know if I'm alone yeah. in that, but that's what I feel. See, that's a very good point, Jay. And uh, say hello to your daughters for me. But um, <laughs> Thank you. But, and your wife, too. She, she's fantastic. One of my favorite guests on the show that we've had in a long time. But, Absolutely. Um, I'll say this. I'm not entirely sure Christian Wood's going to be part of the team in 2026. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't sign a second contract with the Rockets. Man. You know, his contract currently is for uh, up until the 2023 season. Yeah. And the way that I see it is this. The Rockets next season need to show significant improvement in this team. If not, I think it is in their best interest to trade Christian Wood after next season because you're getting him arguably at his prime or about to enter his prime. And the I think Christian Wood will eventually get to that point sooner than 2026 where he's going to want to play for a a good team and make a lot of money because he can do that. He's proven this season that he can play at a high level and I do think that there will be teams that are closer to a championship window that will that will be willing to get Chris Wynn. I see Michael has, uh, I guess, left us or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm not entirely convinced Christian Wood is the superstar of the team. I'd like for him to be because he has those tan- – like he's proven tonight. He had 18 rebounds tonight, 24 and 18. And, you know, there are things about Christian Wood, though, that I kind of want to push back on some of the points you made, Jay, um, where you mentioned how, like, you know, he's like, I can do all I can. And he has shown that in some press conferences this season. But I do also look at the time, like, I think it was against Phoenix a couple weeks ago, where he was taking responsibility for the loss. And he, like, something you want to see in in a win. Um, and I just think that, like, it isn't as consistent as you would like to see it from him. And I do see where you're coming from, Jay. I just am not sure what the future holds for Christian Wood, but we do need to see, like the Rockets need to convey that draft pick. They need to see pr- improvement from Kevin Porter. They need to see improvement just in the team, just as a to- as a whole, in order for Christian Wood to be able to stay and to be willing to commit to this team in his second contract with them. And I'm not sure that they've done enough for him to be a lock for that yet. And right. if he's not, then they need to go find a guy that, better fits the timeline because 2026 is the Rockets timeline right now. I think the Rockets can be a solid, like for sure playoff contender in 2026, 2027 um, and definitely closer to 2030. Um, and that's because those unprotected draft picks that they're going to get from Brooklyn should be hopefully high picks in that, in that time because the like seven years of draft assets, is a lot of years especially considering the fact that the Nets are such a short-term team. And, you know, I think that, I think the Rockets will eventually, um, I think they will eventually have these assets turn into really high picks, similar to how 
the Celtics were able to get Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. But I'm not entirely sure if Christian Wood fits that that timeline yet. I hope he does because I really like him and I do think that he can be uh, a major contender, uh, major player for a contender. I hope it's in Houston, but it wouldn't surprise me if it isn't. Yeah, all great points, man. And again, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, I guess just that's what I'm feeling right now. That's what's got me upset. So, um, you know, th- again, thanks for uh, for being here for us, guys. Well, thank you, Jeremy, since Michael yeah. just boned out on us. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much. And uh, I will see you guys again very soon. Sure. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Say hi to the wife and the kids. You got it. Yeah. No, I, I had Jay on the show uh, on Friday after the Clippers game, and uh, we played a little impromptu game show uh, of trying to name as many Rockets and Clippers players that have played for both teams in the last 10 or so years because that list is pretty hefty. It's about 15 guys, and uh, Jay and his wife played along, and it was uh, one of my favorite uh, moments of the season just because it was a, a lot of laughter and a lot of uh, – just just nonsense for a team that just isn't that good but you know you got to find you got to find the the positive and you got to find the light in a whole lot of darkness uh mike's keep mike keeps texting me and he says that he got kicked from the room or said that the room was an ending but i mean jay proved jay proved it right here uh here we go mike's back but um but yeah that was a, a fun night we had jay i appreciate that and honestly uh believe it or not it was one of our best rated shows uh you know listener wise so if you want to go and uh help that listener number increase uh feel free to go and check us out on any podcast platform and you can listen to any of our previous episodes uh you can maybe listen to one of mike's you know yells and rants or you know jake jake ans- uh, asking questions in a facebook live or something like that um, we, we do have a lot of those and we have a lot of fun here. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast, uh, wherever you find your podcast. But, um, you know, now that I mentioned Jay's impromptu game show, uh, Mike, do you want to play a little, uh, dream take impromptu game show? I'm in. All right. So we're going to just come up with a random category. Um, I totally did not have anything planned for this and that's kind of the point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to, we're going to play a little game here before we uh, sign off for the night. Um, just a little fun game. Um, okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Let's see, Mike, if you can name a player. Okay, you can't. Let's not talk about this team because this team, we don't want to mention this team. But you have to name a player for every number. So if you, like, you need to name someone that's worn number one before for the Rockets. And then two, and then three, and then four, five, and so on and so forth. Okay. Until, um, until you stop. Okay. So let me pull up. Let me pull up Basketball Reference because I know Basketball Reference um, has has my thing. Um, but yeah, actually, look, we'll start with number zero because I think that's a pretty easy one. Um, but can you name a former Rocket that has worn number zero? Uh, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Okay. Yeah. Aaron Brooks. That that's who I was going for. And if anyone wants to come and join us. Uh, help Mike out uh, on team uh, on on Mike's team. Feel free to come up. Uh, we can you know go up until up until Mike uh, Mike strikes out. So uh, yeah, number zero, Aaron Brooks wore number zero from 2008 to 2014. Other acceptable answers would have been uh, guys like Isaiah Cannon, uh, Briante Weber, and Russell Westbrook. Exciting. Sorry, I- all right, number number one. This is also a pretty easy one. 
Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady, yep. Yeah, other acceptable answers. Uh, also Isaiah Cannon. Isaiah Cannon wore number zero and number one, apparently. Um, Iman Shumpert, Michael Carter-Williams, um, and Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks wore number one. Um, number two, can you name someone that's worn number two? Uh, I want to go with Luther Head. Luther Head wore number two from 06 to 09. Other acceptable answers, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, uh, Chris Chioza. So, yeah, that, that would have – and Brandon Knight. A uh, former Kentucky Wildcat, Brandon Knight. Um, can you name number, a number three? I am going to go with uh, highly touted uh, free agent signing one, Omer Oshik. Omer Oshik did wear number three for the Rockets. Uh, another acceptable answer, Tracy McGrady wore number three um, for a brief period in his final season with the Rockets. Um, so that Nick Johnson, also former Arizona Wildcat, Nick Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, Michael Dickerson wore number three as well. Yes, he did. All right, number four. Number four. Oh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley wore number four in his last three years. Uh, Luis Scola would have also been an acceptable answer. Rick Barry. So, yeah, we're on number five. I'm going to go with the left-handed assassin, the co-backcourt mate of one Steve Francis, and I will go with Mr. Catino, the cat Mobley. I was a little scared you were going to say Steve Francis. I was like, wait a minute. That was number three. But yes, Katina Mobley did wear number five for the Rockets. Um, so did Josh Smith. Uh, I think the anniversary of that game where, that he had against Dallas, I saw it on Twitter a couple days ago. Um, I, I kind of want to look that up now that because that, ugh, look, if anyone is ever like sad about the Rockets, just go and look up the game two highlights from that Maverick series. And just oh, God. Where, where Josh Smith just goes off for, for no real good reason. Um, but that game was April 21st, 2015. So that was uh, six years and a week ago today. So, uh, yeah, a good uh, throwback memory for the Rockets there. Number six. We'll, we'll try to speed this up a little bit. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the bald-headed assassin, Bonzi Wells, did he wear number Bonzi six? Bonzi Wells wore number six. So did Earl Boykins. Uh, Bobby Brown, uh, Gary Clark, right. number seven. Oh, NBA champion Carl Herrera. Carl Herrera wore number seven when the Rockets did win two championships in the nineties. Uh, also, Isaiah Cannon. I love Isaiah Cannon. <laughs> love Isaiah, Isaiah Cannon wore number seven in twenty eighteen for the Rockets. Uh, I think he played like one game for the Rockets. You remember that? I do. Yeah. All right. I do. So, Number eight, you can't say Jay Sean Tate. Um, no. You can't say a couple of other options. This one is actually probably the hardest one since. So I'm seeing a guy hit a major shot at the top of the key uh, and celebrating from one side of the court to the other. Did Eddie Johnson wear number eight? Eddie Johnson. He did wear number eight, 97 and 99. That's, <laughs> that's a throwback for all the you know late 90s Rockets fans. Good for you, Mike. That was probably uh, when you were like, what like seven eight years old? That those are the best basketball memories of when you're when you're like. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, number nine. Let's see if you can get number nine. Uh, and one of the worst trades ever made on draft night. I will go with Boston Knockbar for Bobby my number Knockbar nine. War number nine. So did Johnny Flynn. Speaking of bad draft night trades or <laughs> bad draft things, period. Uh, yeah, Johnny Flynn. Also, uh, Timberwolves assistant coach Pablo Prigioni. Um, now we're on number ten. 
Oh, number 10. Uh, volleyball legend at the University of Arizona, Chase Let's Party Buttinger. <laughs> Chase, I was in the draft. I was in the dunk contest, Buttinger. Yep. Oh. Yep. He was on uh, there, number 10. All right, number 11. Can't say Yao, unfortunately. Uh, the only guy credited that can slow down one Michael Jeffrey Jordan, I will go with Twitter legend, very own uh, Vernon Maxwell. Yep. The king of Rocket Twitter, Vernon Maxwell, number 11. I want to get him on the show in the offseason. Let's start a campaign. Yeah. Everyone, everyone go tweet at him and just yeah. come on to the Dream Take. You can also follow at the Dream Take on Twitter or Dream Shake SBN if you, if you want to do so. But number 12. Uh, you can either go with Skip to my Lou, Ray for Alston, or the player with the ugliest jump shot in the history of the Rockets franchise, Kevin Martin. You could. Or you could say Dwight Howard. Uh, I mean, you could, but I, I'm not going, I'm not right. going to. Uh, this is, this one's a gimme, but number 13. Um, one could say James Edward Harden, but I am going to go with, oh God, I really don't want to screw it up. It's not a cookie. It's not a cracker. It's Vaughn Wafer. <laughs> yes. Or, or with 13, you can go with the worst contract ever given out by the Rockets organization. People don't remember this guy. I don't think for his awful contract. Like people say, Chris Paul has the worst contract. It's not worse than Kelvin Cato's contract that he received. Yeah, like Kelvin um, Cato got forty million dollars for being tall. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is what we'll do. We'll go up until number twenty, and then if you get to twenty, you'll have a bonus round. Okay. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. No. Oh, oh come on! Um, You're gonna if you don't get this one. Oh, so oh it's on the. Uh, Carl Landry. Carl Landry, yes. You could have said the um, mayor of Houston, Gerald Green. I mean, I could oh, have. That, could that have. is true. All right, number 15. Uh, one of the greatest big men to ever play for the Houston Rockets. I will go with out of the University of Memphis, Joey Dorsey. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Clint Capella, but yes. I mean, Joey Dorsey did wear 15 for the Rockets. Uh, so did DeMarcus Cousins. Oh. Uh, this one is actually pretty difficult, 16. Um, okay. But if you if you lean on recency by – if you lean on recency, you might be able to get it. If you want me to say your boy, Benny Mac, uh, I would. But because I have an autographed picture of him in my garage, I am going to go with Kostas Papanikolaou. Why do you have an autographed picture of Kostas Papanikolaou? Uh, because I bought it for 76 cents on eBay. Okay, that's a good deal. Yeah, it, it's probably caught. It, yeah, it, the the shipping was like. Are you looking at that it? picture right now? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, I paid seventy six cents for the picture, and I paid eight dollars to ship it. All right, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, was that a good deal? Not sure. Uh, yes. Number seventeen. Oh, you would want me to go with PJ Tucker, but I'm going to go with the junkyard dog one, Mario Ellie. You're just showing off now. Number eighteen. Oh, you got to go with the Hebrew hammer, Omri Caspi. Yeah, you are. Are you looking at, you must be looking at basketball reference. No, I, dude, are no, you kidding me? I'm, oh, I'm not impressed, Mike. I'm really impressed. One, uh, of, the, number, number one of the only Jewish players to ever play in the league. Yes, I'm going to remember his number. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Number 19. You only have two options here. So this might be a difficult one, but if you can get to <sighs> this, you can get this one. Um, you could probably move on and win the whole thing. Did you, uh, oh man, 
player coach. I don't remember if he was 19 or 21. Oh, Tyson Chandler. So Tyson Chandler did wear 21 in his career, but he did not wear it with the Rockets. Or no, oh. he, did not, he did not wear – no, he didn't wear 21 in his career. That was a lie. Um, but he did wear 19 in his career for the Rockets. So you've moved on to number 20, the last level, uh, until we go to the bonus round. Oh, 20, 20, 20. Oh, man, I'm pretty sure he hit the shot to take the winning streak to 22. And I just remember seeing 20 on the Jumbotron. Was it Steve Novak? Steve Novak did wear 20. Uh, two oh. players have worn 20 since. Uh, Jared Jeffries and Donatus Modinus. Jared Jeffries so, out of University of Indiana? I believe so. Yeah, <sighs> University of Indiana. So, all right, Mike, you've, you've gone 0 to 20. Done an excellent job here, but I'm going to give you one last test. All right, this one you might be okay. This is the only per uh, who has the highest worn number in Rockets history. Uh, well, he's got two names, I think. You but I only I, you can only say one, and you got to say the right one. Okay, so Malice in the Palace would have him as one name, but. I'm pretty sure when he came to Houston, he was Meta World Peace at number 96. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Beautiful. So, Mike, congratulations. You have won the Dream Take Impromptu Game Show. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I would like to thank my family, uh, my friends, and the uh, abundance of useless Rockets jersey number knowledge that I have stored in the old noggin. Yeah, Jake Jake just gave you a, a Phoebe Buffet gif over there. Feel free to double tap Mike's profile and gem them up after killing that game. Absolutely murdered, slaughtered it. Um, but as we as we roll on to uh, the end of the show, uh, let's let's talk our next game on Thursday against Milwaukee. Uh, Mike, if the Rockets win on Thursday, what will you do? Ah. <laughs> uh... I will give up chicken Caesar salads for six months. And for people who know me best, what? that's <laughs> why well, I love chicken Caesar salads. That's your that's guilty pleasures? Well, I probably have Caesar salad? Well, like, anybody who knows me knows how much I love a good chicken Caesar salad. I will give those up well, for six months. I guess I don't months. know you that well. This is the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> for six months if the Rockets win on Thursday. All right. So I, I hope for your sake that they win. Um, or that they, I mean, no, excuse me. I hope for the, my, I hope for your sake that they lose, but, um, I hope for the Rockets that they win. I'd like to see them win a basketball game. But, uh, also, uh, who are your Dolphins taking in the draft on Thursday? Uh, I will be, well, my phone will be off because I will be at, uh, my girlfriend's birthday dinner. Um, don't ask why it got scheduled on that night. I had no part of it. Um, I'm going to say at number six, they do end, end up coming out with Kyle Pitts, tight end, out of um, out of Florida. Florida. Uh, matchup nightmare, especially with Mike Gusecki uh, becoming a free agent after next year. It allows them to replace him with Pitts. Oh, man. Honestly, at 18, if they stay there, which I don't think they will, I would love to see them draft Najee Harris uh, running back out of Alabama. Uh, Jeremy Brenner, do you know who uh, Najee Harris's roommate was for two years at Alabama? Um, was it? I don't know. It was Mac Jones. Uh, it was Tua Tungavailoa. Oh, it was Tua. Okay. All and right. they are best friends. So, oh, according okay. to Tua Tungavailoa. So, All right. 
Well, what would... if they're not? What if what if like Tua like what if Najee's like pulling the wool over his eyes? I, I don't care. Just that'd be give, a him, <laughs> give him the rock and let him run. Yeah. So there is the draft on Thursday night, um, but we will have at least some small episode of the Dream Take. We're likely going to do it on here. It's not going to be too long, but we are going to still give the people what they want, a therapy session for the Rockets on Thursday night. So be sure to check that out um, on this on this Locker Room app. Be sure to follow me and Mike on here. I'm in rooms every day. Feel free to check this out. This is one of my favorite apps that I've used. I brought a friend of mine on here today, and he knows who he is. He's in the audience right now. So uh, this is like super, super awesome. We They are on Android now. Like, uh, I believe it was like yesterday or the day before they have, it's available on Android. So if you have an Android, go and download that app. I know there are a lot of people that were disappointed that we were doing, uh, shows on here because there wasn't Android, but, uh, now no more excuses. Android is available. Uh, the Android locker room app is available on Android. So go and check that out. Go to the Google play store, download it. Uh, but we'll be back on Thursday for an episode here Saturday. I believe you're on you're on deck, Mike. Yes, sir. I've right. got, so uh, Saturday will be uh, with Mike on Facebook, and then uh, Sunday we'll be back here on locker room for a Rockets recap. But season's almost over, guys. At least uh, this season is, and then the real season will begin. So we're really excited for that. Thank you guys who show up to our long rants for almost an hour here on. Uh, Tuesday night to hear us talk about the worst team in the NBA, but we wouldn't want to do it any other way. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take at DreamShake SBN. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Be sure to head to the DreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And be sure to follow my co pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW Podcast underscore MB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. Nothing fancy, just my name, J E R E N Y B R E. NER. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.